a Lifetime original podcast. Waiting for Megan to come back into frame. Mm. God, Golden Grams are so good. <laughs> I love a Lifetime movie. A high school pool party? Ooh, that, that, that scares me. Yeah, she looks good, but was she wearing potato sacks before? And I hope I shaved the right parts. If you gave me a halter, I would punch you in the face. This is a crime that is committed daily. I think you need a certain level of confidence and nihilism to drive successfully, and I don't have either of those. I do. (laughs) I need you to bring Blake back down to the station tomorrow. Again? What's going on? I'm not at liberty to say I know. But I'm her mother. Jack's toxicology report just came in. He had levels of trichloromethane found in his body. What what does that mean? Uh, It means it's highly unlikely that he committed suicide. We are now investigating this as a homicide. Oh my God. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of I Love a Lifetime Movie. I am one of your hosts, Naomi Perrigan, here with the best in the game, the whitest person I know Ooh. and the whitest person I trust, Ooh. Megan Kelly. Hey, Megan. Oh, my gosh. Thank you so much, Naomi. <laughs> I, <laughs> the whitest person you know. I've been watching Lu- the Lula Rich documentary, and, <laughs> uh-huh. and there's, like, a cruise that they go on if you, like, sell a certain amount of leggings, and there's this um, <laughs> black woman who refused to go on the cruise because she's like, I don't need to be around that many white people on a boat. And it was really funny. <laughs> And like I'm the very thing is, I agree her. with her. I don't want to be with that many white people on a boat, and I'm white. Absolutely, <sighs> you can't be in international waters with the whites. No, okay, you'll end up overboard. Post COVID, nah. And the thing is, I love a buffet. I love a salad bar. I'm devastated to lose those. Me too. Um, even though they're back, <laughs> I just don't know if but I want. I've lost them. Right, exactly. exactly, they're still lost to me. But a cruise, no, thank you. Nope. No, nope. I understand that. I. Went on one cruise. Oh, you went on one cruise? Should we just drag the cruise industry? (laughs) I went on one and it was actually with Andy's parents. Mm -hmm. And it was like for their, I want to say, 40th wedding anniversary. Yeah. 45th. And we went on, it was my first time on a cruise. And I will tell you, like, I liked it. I like little contained worlds that feeling like I'm on a campus. Okay. You know what I mean? You see the same people and you're like, oh. Okay, look at And it's there, all like one stop shop. Yeah. Like all, it's all one stop shop, right? However, there we were there was an alarm every morning at 8 a.m. that like played throughout the boat where I was like, how are you not letting me sleep in? Yeah. On my vacay. And it was like very loud and repeated. And I was like, this is rude. It's also when you start a vacation having to know where the lifeboat is, it's like, okay, this is him. <laughs> I don't feel great about this, you know? (laughs) I've been on a number of cruises. I'll never go again. But I went on a cruise my senior year of college. Yeah, I think it was my senior year. And there were like 250 of us from Purdue. What? Yeah. And I ended up the first night (sighs) hitting it off with the cruise ship piano man. (laughs) What? And went on- The first night. Yeah, the first night. And then went on to have- what I can only describe as a tumultuous relationship in four days <laughs> where there were tears. What? Yeah. Not on my part. What? He cried to me. Um, what? And then he had like a day off 
and at one of our ports and we yeah. like went somewhere together and I had to like break up with him in the bar. And I what? remember going to the bathroom and being like, this may be it for me. You know, like they may never oh, see me again. You may be murdered. Yes. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, but he did not murder me. Obviously I'm here. But then he was so mad at me and so mean to me. Like there was a night where it was like Mardi Gras night and he threw Mardi Gras beads at my head. <laughs> I need to know why the cruise ship piano man expected long-term love. I thought the whole point of a cruise ship, honey, honey, you just, you dock at a port and then yes. you set sail. Yes. What is he accepting? What did he think was going to happen? Well, I will say. Also, was he, was he 35, Megan? Oh, yes. He was older uh-huh. and I was yes. 21 and I exactly. was very much out of his league. And <laughs> he cried to me about Brett Favre and I was understanding, what? you know? Oh, And yeah. so then it was, yeah. but it, I called a real switcheroo because the first night he had a tuxedo on and like every man looks good in a tuxedo. Truly, uh-huh. you could put a tuxedo on a piece of poop and I go, poof, they, sh- they clean up nice. And then <laughs> the next night he had on a Hawaiian shirt and I'm like, no, oh, no. this is the worst yeah. 180 I've ever seen yeah. in my life. And then that's when I had right. to end it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, 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 wow. Well, you know what? I've decided I'm gonna use this as a segue. It's not okay? what we were and gonna this- talk about. <laughs> No, it's not, but it was honestly so rich and I'm so glad we went down that path. I will always yes and you. Thank you. Um, Because here's what I take from this story of you on a ship, meeting a man, possibly dying. That really connects nicely to the film we watched that we're going to talk about today called Deadly Exchange, Mm -hmm. okay? It involves a random. It involves- International travel. (laughs) International travel. Someone not getting their way and reacting crazily. Yes. Okay. If you have Deadly Exchange is the tale of a foreign exchange student who decides that her host mother is going to become her own mother (laughs) and she'll kill anyone who gets in her way. Ah! (laughs) Now, it is as wild as you think it is. Yes. The thing I love most about it is that it does star Lindsay Hartley, who we have all seen in Killer Twin. Yes. And you have to know that Lindsay, she's the lead actress of this movie, honey. She's a co-writer of this movie. She's an executive producer of this movie. What? And. What? And she is going to be here to give us all the tea on the behind the scenes and how she gets that gorgeous, luscious ponytail to pop (laughs) on this episode. And we have been truly dying, no pun intended, um, to meet her since Killer Twin because she played two women in that and it was incredible. And she's just as angelic and beautiful in this. And the writer. (sighs) Okay, okay. Okay, we've got to get into it. We've just got to get into it. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Okay, this movie starts with a man named Chadwick, all right? (laughs) And so that's how you know the stakes are huge. Yeah. Uh, A man named Chadwick with a British accent. He walks into a house. Hello? Anybody there? But you know who is in the house, sitting at the kitchen counter? 18-year-old Rose. And she is mad, 
She's holding a mallet and she's got baggage. Listen to this. How are you? Oh, you know, in and out of orphanages for the past 10 years, haunted by the night my mother was murdered. It's been a pretty eventful childhood. I'm so sorry you had to go through all that. Don't be. Things are finally looking up. I loved your mother with all my heart. It kills me that they never found the person responsible. Oh, they did. He was just never convicted. And yes, she does bludgeon him to death. Wow. You guys, we're at one minute, 55 seconds. Yeah, and we've got okay. we've got a meat tenderizer tenderizing Chadwick's head to death. Now, it's her 18th birthday and she yeah. wants a new mommy. And I'm like, no, that's when no more mommy. You know, 18th birthday, <laughs> mommy's a wrap. We call, thank you, a round of applause for mommy. Bye-bye. Well, Okay, Megan. You know not What me. about you and Peggy Gailey? <laughs> Listen, you know Peggy and I have a codependent relationship. We won't be buried on a plot of land next to each other. I'm talking for normal people. <laughs> okay, so oh then God. we cut to America. <laughs> yeah, so I guess that first place was supposed to be England, just FYI. Canterbur- Canterbury. <laughs> Canterbury, like the tales. So we meet Samantha, Lindsay Hartley, and her daughter, Blake. Blake is a cool name for a girl. And they are so excited because Chloe, a foreign exchange student, is going to be coming to stay with them. And they are at Samantha's little coffee shop that she runs. Mm -hmm, And you know we mm -hmm. love that. I love when a mom owns a coffee shop. It's my favorite lifetime setting. And we already kind of get into... Blake and Samantha's past, there was an accident and there is a dead sister. And a dead husband. And a dead husband. Oh my god! It's a double dead. It's a double dead. So it's like, yeah, like these car accidents, I'm telling you, more car accidents happen in Lifetime movies than anywhere else in the world. I don't know. And it's very upsetting. Yeah. I know you don't drive in LA, but I'd be seeing a lot of car accidents here. I guess you're right. I guess you're right. So... They're in the coffee shop being like, we got to get ready for this girl. They're ready to let go of their past. This is what the change is for, right? To never forget the past, but continue to move on, right? Right. But they're like, let's do this. This is a fresh start. But she's only coming for a year. You know, like there's a lot of like. That's a long time. I know. I'm sorry. Yes, it is. But Samantha's like, she's not going to like be our family forever. She's just like coming for senior year of high school, which is like. Senior year. A crazy time. It is a crazy time. To have a random. (laughs) A crazy time to like bring in someone from another country and for them to start fresh and for you to have to take care of them. Anyway, I already am not into it. But basically we see Rose surprise everyone at Samantha's coffee shop. And you know her name is now Chloe. Yes. I usually prefer tea, but I hear you make the best cappuccino in town. Oh my. Chloe. Hi. Oh, I was so anxious to get here. I got on an earlier flight. I didn't want to inconvenience you, so I got a cab from the airport. So what do we know so far? Rose killed a man Mm -hmm. with a mallet, Mm -hmm. and she changed her name to Chloe. Obviously a killer on the run. And she showed up early. And somehow, this is LA, I think, somehow managed to get out of LAX, which is like, that's a crazy person, (laughs) you know? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely, absolutely. It's so funny to me because everyone's very excited yes. in the coffee shop. Because the coffee shop kind of, it's like a small town. It must be like a small little SoCal town yes. vibe. Uh-huh. And they're very excited for Chloe to arrive, including Ruth, a reporter for the town paper. A foreign exchange student expose. Expose, that sounds very exciting. It's nice of you, Ruth. 
I mean, there are real things going on in this world, Ruth. You're telling me you don't have anything else to report on? And and maybe, maybe the newspaper is self-published by Ruth. You know, like, she's <laughs> like, we're not really sanctioned by the town. It's more like the Ruth Press and I put it out. Did you? I know you went to like a really fancy, cool school. I'm imagining like Gossip Girl. Um, did you guys have foreign exchange students? I'm trying to think. I think we did at some point, but like briefly. It wasn't somebody coming for a year or even a semester, but there was like some cross exchange. I remember with French, like in different, like the French, they're like French students who came. Okay, yes. And then like French kids who took French yes, were hosting them. Yes, this is know? what I'm, this is, my my red flag goes off uh, beyond the fact that she's murdered a man and changed her name and shown up too early. <laughs> Is that like foreign, I always thought foreign exchange students, the purpose was like, go learn a different culture and go practice mm-hmm. your English somewhere. So exactly. like we had tons of friends that would go to Spain, would go to Central mm-hmm. America. And we had, my friend actually lost her virginity to a German foreign exchange student. These, and so that's, <laughs> that's a cultural, but I'm like. That's a cross-cultural exchange. Exactly. I'm yeah. like, Britain and America speak the same I language know. and like. Yeah, there's the foods are different, but like, yeah, and and, and but no, it's not enough. We're creating, it's not enough. Like that seems like a waste. <laughs> it really does. It really does. And I'm like, okay, it's like you wanted an exchange student, but they were like, okay, we want to host someone, but not someone too different. Yeah, do you know exactly. what I mean? Samantha and Blake were like, we don't want to have to like learn how to make foods. I will brew a cup of tea though. We want to do parent and that's trap, what they can but no, you know, exactly. We don't want to be duped into an accent. Right, right. I think you're right, but. You know, they seem to, like, already be getting along. Chloe is, like, coming in real, like, huggy and sweet. And, like, it's, like, a lot to me in a way that, especially because she is older. Like, if she was a 12-year-old exchange student, I could see her maybe being a little more sweet. But anyway, the the next day, Chloe and Blake, they're starting. It's the first day of school. And basically, Blake comes in being like, let's go. And she's in a sweater and jeans. And Chloe is just like, Blimey, you've got a second. It was like, okay, (laughs) you are a guest in this house. You're over here telling people how to dress. But it works because Blake rolls up to school. She's with Chloe and she's in a tight black dress. Which is above her knee, which we definitely know is like not allowed in (laughs) high school. Like my high school, that was, people pushed it, but it was not happening. Oh, really? Like you couldn't wear something above the knee? You had to, it had to go to your fingertips. Oh, yes, yes, yes. But definitely people were coming in. And it didn't go to their fingertips, but then they would then they would have to put on a gym uniform, and oh, no one okay. wanted to do that. But <laughs> I do like a, I do like I, this. Maybe is the first time I've ever seen like the villain give someone a makeover. You know exactly, I, exactly. <laughs> oh, also too for me, it was the first time we saw a makeover that didn't happen on screen. Yeah, you know, normally if there's going to be a makeover, we're getting montage, mm-hmm. we're getting fun music, spinning around, and we're seeing, trying spinning. like things that don't work, and then they land on the. But yeah, she's in this skin tight. They, I mean, you know, they look great because yeah, she's like in a black dress. She's got like a little jacket over yeah. it, but it's. But what I think is so funny is she like walks in and immediately, who we know are the popular kids. Yeah. Again, we know this immediately are into it they're just like oh my god Blake is she hot this is like they all just lose their minds over her and immediately they're like what are you doing after school let's hang out and it's so funny because it's like yeah she looks good but was she wearing potato sacks before like she still looks like herself you've probably known her since (laughs) kindergarten you're gonna change it on a dime like that (laughs) it was so nuts but at first 
Blake is feeling herself. But then the thing is, it's like so sad is that she ignores her sweet boyfriend, Jack. And Jack has been, Jack is over here helping mom set up a security system in the coffee shop, helping them get the house ready for Chloe. He's tech savvy. Yes. And then they get to school and Blake ain't got nothing to say to him. Yeah. And then it also seems like Chloe is trying to drive the wedge, yeah. right? Because she's basically like, hey, I have to see you go for a second. I have to sign up for cheerleading trials. Cheerleading trials? Yeah. We'll talk about it later. The breakneck speed with which Chloe comes to destroy their relationship is wild yeah. to me. Because I was like, Okay, do you like Blake? I was like, do you have a crush on Blake? Like, why are you trying to like break her up with the guy? I don't know. Um, but it is immediate. And I think Jack is a emo Justin Bieber. Okay. You know? Okay. I see That's that vibe. Where uh-huh, uh-huh. A lot of hair, a lot of e- a lot of emotion, a lot of sensitivity. Love him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. so. We're back at the house and Samantha is getting ready to go out on a date. And this is going to be her very first date since her husband has died. And she's trying to pick out something to wear. And then Chloe comes in and is like, oh, I actually brought you a present from England. And it happens to be a red dress, (laughs) which is a a red halter dress, which is a a red halter, really strange present. That's a swing. That's a real wild swing you're making for somebody. Red doesn't look good on everybody. A halter. halter. If you gave me a halter, I would punch you in the face. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's not doing me any favors. One-way ticket. British hair. Get out of here. Um, And then (laughs) we see um, Chloe have a flashback. And we get the impression that she is a very young girl in this. And that her original mom, her birth mom, comes in and she's wearing that exact red dress. He looks so pretty. You look so pretty. You just given your host mother a used dress. A dead woman's dress. A de- well, we don't know yet she did, but you can have the sense she might be. Yeah. So it's like a used dead woman's dress. Uh-huh. And you're like, this is a gift from home. And Chloe, and, no. And Samantha, Chloe, no. Samantha puts it on and it fits like a glove. <laughs> And quite honestly, if you see that flashback, you know those women are not the same shape. Okay? And then I'm How? like, wait, okay, so if Chloe had gotten to America and her mom was, say, a size eight, would she have not wanted her to be her mom? You know, like, was it, <laughs> was it like, weight dependent? Okay, so you think it was almost like a glass slipper Maybe? in Cinderella? That's what it, so it's like... <laughs> because, like, Samantha is so beautiful. Gorgeous mm-hmm. hair. Obviously, like, um, not... Not like a mean girl's like cool mom, but like a beautiful young mom. So like, yeah, yeah you would cool, want yeah. her to be your mom, but that's not every mom. Okay. Absolutely. We've got some Absolutely. Christmas sweater moms. And is Chloe mm-hmm. going to force this dress onto her? I, I just, uh, was she not going to be into it? Was she then going to search? Did she seek out Samantha and go, she's hot. She can be right. my mom. We don't know. Right, 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 right. Well, I kind of think that was the vibe. Yeah. I think she saw her and was like, you could be my mom, but- <laughs> Anyway, okay, Samantha goes on the date. She's in the dress. The date goes well. And okay, that's all hot. we need to know the about the date. Hot. Yeah. His name is Scott. He's a lawyer and he's a regular at the cafe. And in real and life, also, he co-wrote the movie with her. Wow. And co-wrote the movie. I said, I love it. Hunk. And I'm obsessed. And I was like, are they a couple in real life? I have questions for Lindsay about that. Yeah. If How they know each other. IRL. We'll get into Scott. Anyway. <laughs> Definitely. Then we see cheerleading tryouts. Chloe and Blake are both there. They're about to do their best. And while Blake is trying, like, I guess going up solo to try out. Yeah, she's doing her audition. Chloe takes her phone and deletes texts from Jack 
again. So Chloe's out here trying to ruin it. And so, you know, the girls make cheerleading. Ah! We made the team! Yes, yes, I did. And I couldn't have done it without Chloe. Chloe is really just, she came into Blake's life and is just changing it up. Yeah. Okay. She's like, and then they're having a pool party at her house. And it's like, you can kind of tell Blake doesn't really do pool parties. Like, this is not something she does a lot, like hosts a pool party. No, but Blake is loving her new life. Yeah. I mean, she is into Chloe and into the attention that Chloe has brought to her. Yes. Yes. But you know, Becoming besties with Blake, joining cheerleading, becoming a social butterfly. It's not enough for Chloe. Yeah. Okay? Chloe's got to get into Jack's head, too. And let me tell you, she gets in it. Listen to this. This is obviously the real Blake, and you can't handle that she's out of your league now. I can't believe I actually supported them bringing you here. I'm just pointing out the obvious. Look around. You seem to be the only one who doesn't notice it. Get away from me. If you really loved her. You'd want what's best for her. Okay. And then she pushes him in the pool. Yeah. Knowing he can't swim. And and okay. all the popular kids stand there laughing at him. Yeah. While he is yeah. struggling in the pool. And it takes Samantha and Blake rushing out with a party tray to realize, mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jack is drowning in the pool and Blake jumps in and saves him. Is he okay? We thought he was faking it. We had no idea he couldn't swim this way. But then when he blames Chloe, when he's like, she pushed me in the pool. Yeah. Blake is immediately just like. Ever since Chloe got here, you've made me feel guilty for having a friend. Lots of friends. I'm sorry, but you've been acting differently. Look, can we just talk about this away from the crowd? No, no, you're right. Forget it, Jack. Please. And I do feel back when Jack is like, can we just talk about this privately? She's like, no. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm with Jack. It's like, don't be yelling at me in front of all these randos. And I guess, okay? I guess in the randos defense, they said that he, they thought he was kidding. <laughs> but like, <laughs> I don't know. I feel like if I saw someone struggling in a pool, I'm jumping in whether I think it's a bit or not. I know. Well, especially when it's like, Oh, you thought he was joking? The person who doesn't seem to like you and has been sitting in a corner the entire and party? Has sh- and has uh, pool clothes on? Isn't even dressed exactly. for the pool party? A high school pool party? Who that 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 scares me. <laughs> that, that I, was, oh, God. That oh. Says, yeah, that scares me. I just know the giant shirt I was wearing over my bathing suit back in those days. I definitely hit the knee. was like... That hit the knee. I was like, listen, I'm in a bikini, but I don't want to be, okay? But I am, <laughs> and I hope I shaved the right parts. <laughs> Okay, so they definitely get in this fight. Jack doesn't leave directly. We see him inside the house in his little wet clothes still, probably leaving wet footprints on the carpet, which would really bother me. He's slinking Uh around, slinking around. And he goes into (laughs) Chloe's room and he's rifling through her stuff. And then he finds her passport and takes a picture of it. And we get the idea like, we haven't seen the last of Jack. You know, he's going to yes, yes. figure some dirt I'm out. Into, I also love how quickly he's like, uh-uh, something yeah, wrong with her. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, it's not just like, he's like, I'm gonna, not just something's wrong. He's like, I'm about to get some information. Yes. Okay, we're going, we're figuring it out. So later that night, when Chloe invites some hot guys over because Blake has broken up with Jack, and I guess Chloe's like, on to the next. Forces her to have guys. Like, Blake says no, yeah. and then Chloe texts the guys and is like, Blake can't stop talking about you. I know. I'm like, she's... Oh, no, I'm not up for that tonight, Chloe. Oh, pish posh. You're missing out on a perfect opportunity. Your mum is out with Scott. We should have them over. I told you I'm not feeling it tonight. 
I'm going to take your mind off your heartbreak, okay? I'm not taking no for an answer. Go get ready, I'll take care of the rest. While that's happening, Jack is putting in Chloe's passport number <laughs> and, and date of birth, and he realizes that it's fake. The name's fake, the passport's fake. Date of death six years ago. Who are you, Chloe Miller? And so then he texts Blake, but Chloe intercepts that text. She pretends to be Blake. Okay, very flashes of pool boy. And nightmare. the text says Chloe's not who she says she is. So it's it's right. like bad for Chloe. Right. She knows. She knows. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, my God, Chloe is good. Yeah. So basically, she's like invites Chloe as Blake, invites Jack over, like meet me around the back. Very pool boy nightmare. Exactly. Later tonight, and then Blake is the only one in the of the people in the house who aren't drinking. So Chloe drugs her cranberry juice. With a sleeping pill. With basically a sedative. Yeah, so so like she's asleep when this all goes down. Sorry, gents, I don't know what's got into her. I'm actually feeling a little woozy myself. Bummer. Hope Blake feels better. Basically, Jack's outside, Chloe comes out, and of course that's not Blake, who he planned to meet. And she sprays him in the face with... I think pesticide. She did? Yes, she had like a little like, because that's what makes him like go like, and then then. Oh, like disoriented. Yes, it makes him like disoriented. He's got chemicals in his eyes. And then she pushes him into the pool again. Ah! This time, Ah! I'm not messing around. Ah! And as he is drowning, Chloe picks up Jack's phone and texts Blake, I have nothing, there's nothing to live for. So basically writes a suicide note for him. And then the next morning, mom, sweet, sweet Samantha, sweet, sweet Lindsay Hartley, finds Jack's body in her pool. Dead. 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 And I mean, I can't think of anything more terrifying to find like not just a body in your pool, but your daughter's boyfriend's body it's like it's like so i was like it's like the trauma like it's not just what it is to kill him upset but you traumatize everybody yeah you know what i mean like it was so much and you know blake blames herself and you know she's feeling terrible (laughs) it's all my fault jack's dead because of me that's the thing. I was like, Blake, you were so quick to believe he killed himself. And I'm just like, he was emo, but not that emo. No. I'm like, girl, I was like, just because you embarrass him at a pool party, it does not mean he would come and kill himself in your pool. Also doing the thing, like to drown yourself is very terrible, but also hard. It's like kind of impossible in a weird way, like or nearly impossible because the thing is he knows he can't swim. So what? He just keeps walking and walking and they're just like at some point your body will force you to like try to gulp air. Yeah. So unless he weights himself down with like, you know, cement blocks. Ugh. Yeah. You. I, I, yeah. I and it. I mean, it doesn't seem like a deep pool, you know, it. Yes, like, absolutely. I, I, I don't I don't know. I don't. It's uh, I know. Yeah, they, they do accept it at face value. Luckily, there are um, cops there. A female detective. Well, a fe- luckily. Well, well, a female detective. Well, um, and, well. and she's sympathetic and is basically like, we'll be in touch, you know? But then that night, okay, and this is where, for me, it's it's so, it's actually a funny moment. Lindsay does a really funny face in this. Yes. I, call, I call her Lindsay, like we're besties. But that night... Samantha, she goes in to sleep with Blake. So she kind of like, you know, spoons her daughter. And then Chloe (laughs) comes into the bedroom 
and starts spooning Samantha. Yeah. She climbs into bed with them. Spoon train. And then at one point you see you see Samantha like kind of look over to her yes. side and she's like, um, I think we should leave. Yeah. So she can have time by herself. And there had been a like, there had been a moment of that earlier too when Blake like slammed the door and Samantha was like, please talk to me. You know, like Blake and Chloe was like, yeah. I don't think she wants to talk yet. And um, <laughs> and Samantha's like, I don't where did you where did you come from? You know, like exactly. I do think Samantha's like, all right. <laughs> it's like, Chloe, stop. This is not, like, yeah. you are not in this. This don't make no kind of sense. And so it was just so funny, because if I was her, I would have been like, could you leave? But Samantha, I guess, didn't want to embarrass her and was just like, hey, sweetheart, we should let her rest. So then the next day, it's morning, and Chloe's, like, happily going to school. Like, nothing has happened. Yeah. And Blake yeah. is staying home from school, like a normal person. And so Chloe goes to school, and the popular kids, these, like, new friends, ha- give her a card to give to Blake to let Blake know that everybody is thinking about her. And then Chloe goes mm-hmm. home. You did this for me? Oh, it's nothing. Just something I picked up on the way so your friends would sign it. So you know that everyone is thinking about you. What they're showing you is it is, you know, that is the spectrum of sociopathy. All right. Any everything from saying a card signed by everyone was yours to killing someone by pushing them in the pool. It's all the same person, yeah. Megan. And, and that's the point. Listen, I definitely asked to get on a card for a present I didn't buy before. But I'm gonna, you know, <laughs> been like, oh, shoot, I didn't know it could, you know, throw me on there. But I'm Venmoing the person and I'm not right. being like, I I picked this up. I'm usually like, right, hey, right. I didn't know. I'm like outing myself. Like, I didn't know you wanted a present, but she let me get in on it. So we're splitting it. Oh, my God. Because of Jack's death, Samantha's also at home, which means that the coffee shop, like, needs to be tended to. Um, And her second in charge is actually the mom from Sorority Sister Killer. Uh, But Mm -hmm. in that film, she had red hair. And in this film, she's got a really cute um, sort of like shaggy blonde kind of tinkerbell. Like a blonde pixie. Yes. So cute. So we're thrilled to see her, a lifetime queen. And so Chloe, of course, jumps to be helpful. I'll do it. You stay with Blake. No, I'll do it. I'm, I'm happy to. And so she goes to the cafe. She does own up to the fact that she made a copy on the way, which is weird. And then... She sees our sweet blonde lady open the safe, watches the code to it, and as she's putting something in it, she sees there's a gun in the safe. There's not just gun money, honey. Well, money and a gun. Stack of money and a gun. And Chloe's got that code memorized, baby. She's one and done. She sees that code. She's like, a beep, boop, beep. I got it. And she's about to leave the cafe where Ruth the reporter, who I live for because she dresses like she's an England. English children's yeah, book author. Yeah, Mrs. Okay? Marple is her, the vibe she gives me. Miss Marple. Very much show, bucket hat realness. And she asked Chloe if she's heard the recent news from England. Well, I wanted to be prepared for our interview, so I did a little research on Canterbury. Th- that's where you're from, right? Yes. So I guess you heard about the vicious murder. Some man named Chadwick Stone. Did you know him? So, you know, and Chloe, you know, she's like, oh, I don't know anything about it. And then Ruth is like, do you want to do our article? Like, I can interview you. Again, it's like, Ruth, I think you might be right, Megan. It is the Ruth Press. <laughs> and it's called the Daily Ruth, you know, yeah, or like yeah. the baby Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> and then Chloe is like, okay, we can do the interview. Meet me at the library. Mm-hmm. So then we on the steps leading up to the library, you know, Ruth's coming up, honey, giving you that marble moment. And Chloe is at the top of the stairs looking evil. 
and she comes in real hot with Ruth. Listen to this. This is quite unfortunate, Ruth. What do you mean? You really are very nosy. I'm sorry. How about we put an end to this right now? And of course, you guessed it. Ruth has been pushed down the stairs. Hey. I know. It's, I don't understand. We it. both had this the feels same unnecessary. Thought. It's like she's not going to call Chadwick. He's dead. Yeah. She's not going to. Yeah. Ruth. All Ruth wants to do is interview you. Okay. She is. A, she right. is on a beat, and it's not Canterbury. So <laughs> exactly. the fact that there was a murder in Canterbury, she's not going to tie you to that. I just right. I, exactly. Ugh. It's just so weird. I was like, you. I, in fact, you asking about the murder in Canterbury will pique her interest exactly. more than you know what I mean. Like, I don't think Ruth is sitting here being like, I have to Google more about this random murder of a stranger. No, and across the world to die being pushed down the stairs at a library. I know. I know. That's truly messed up. And also, you know, again, it seems like. No one seems to care either. Like you see, it's on the news for a second, but it's just like no one saw anything. Yeah, there were no, there's no cameras, cameras. Like, and it's like you have yeah, and it's like library. you do. Does she? Does she have? Also, it's like Ruth seems like a single serving sister. So it's like, does she have family who's gonna fight? You know, to get answers. Right. I don't know. I don't think so. When this happened, I honestly thought Chloe make Ruth your mommy. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh my god, She'd you're right. You you're so. She'd right. give you crumpets. Yep. She seems like yeah. a sweetheart. She's yeah. always got the gossip. Like, embrace yeah. her. Don't push her. I, and you know what? I bet she would fit into that red dress. It'd be weird. <laughs> she may have compression socks on it with it, but she could she could wear the red dress too. Yes, honey. Pin it in for Ruth, honey. She might have to pin it, okay? <laughs> Ruth is wearing layers. We don't even know what that bot is, okay? I bet it's good. I bet it's good. <laughs> it is. Okay, so Chloe heads home and Blake and Samantha are watching the news, which is doing breaking coverage of Ruth's murder at the library. Just saw her at the cafe. Pretty awful. Do they know what happened? Guess she just fell. They said there were no witnesses. And a public memorial will be held this Saturday at 2 p.m. And then Chloe does a classic Chloe. She curls up on the couch and snuggles into the nape of Samantha's <laughs> neck while they're watching that their friend died. I know. Oh and I'm just like, oh. And then it's, it's Samantha gives that little side eye where it's like, okay. <laughs> it's like too much. Then, then we get to Jack's memorial service. Yes. They're at Jack's house. And Chloe, Chloe, Chloe. Ugh. She like goads Jack's mother. Get out. What's going on? You brought this poison into our lives. I don't want her here. Please leave. It's fine. Get out of my house! Whoa, 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 whoa. Miss Bayless, please, get a hold of yourself. Whoa. The mom slaps Chloe, which now makes Chloe the innocent victim. Like, oh my God, I was slapped. Because once Jack found out the information about Chloe, he was like, mom, I gotta go tell Blake that Chloe's not who she said. Like, he had planted the seed with the mom. And so then for him- And also she knew she pushed him. She knew she pushed him in the pool. And I think, and, and the detective goes on to say this, no parent wants to believe that their child would commit suicide. But I think when your child didn't commit suicide, there's definitely mother's intuition that's like, no, I don't think that, I would have seen something. 
Um, right, right. And like, why a pool? Why Blake's, you know, she has questions. Right. And and you're right, Chloe goads her. Why don't you just stay home? You know what I'm saying? Like, you did not need no. to be at the memorial in the first place. No, you okay, didn't know gypsy. him. You pushed him in the pool. Yes. Very gypsy. And so Jack's mom has had it. And she basically is like, all of you can leave. It's like Scott, right. Samantha, Blake, and Chloe. And the detective is at the party. And she's like, you know what? This is a good time. You're all coming downtown. I love that. I think, wait, <laughs> Megan, Megan, don't call it a party. Okay? It's not a party. <laughs> party. Whenever there's crudite, it's a party to me. Oh, Jesus. It's a memorial service. You're correct. But I don't understand. Yeah, you're right. The de- detective being like, we should all go to the station. It's like I loved it. What? In the middle? I was like, first of all, what are you doing at the memorial service? And for you to just decide that people at a memorial need to go to the station just because? Yes. Like it was just like so it, random. It reminded me of Ghostbusters when they like arrest all of them at like a dinner. It's like you're all coming. Oh, downtown. yes, 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 yes. Also, yes. do you remember the slap was so good? Oh my god. A woman slapping a woman. Yes, I remember like, that. So, remember the show The Slap? Absolutely. This is about the when the kid gets yes, slapped. by like his uncle or something. Oh, and gosh. it and how it tore it tore a family and a community I apart. Think that was a British um something that we co-opted. Yep. So ve- okay. We remade it. We, crossover. We remade here. it. Crossover. I'm sorry though. The extent to which they're willing to cape for Chloe is insane to me. Because if some random came to my house and then people I knew started dying within the week. I would think it was them, Megan. Would you? Um, I would definitely be like, you, you, you're, you're a part, you're part of what happened. It's especially like he drowned in the pool that she had pushed him in no less than twelve right. hours before. Thank you, thank you. But you know what? This is the thing, though. Chloe has an answer for everything. Okay, she is very Martin McNeil, yes, and that she's always got an answer. Because listen to this. Listen to how Chloe reacts when she is questioned by our favorite lady detective. And she's got a whole new yarn to spin about Jack. Well, Jack sort of fancied me and I could tell Blake was jealous. She's my bestie and besties are supposed to protect each other. So I kept my distance. Hmm. Okay, so he likes her. Uh Oh, that was it? Oh, the person you pushed in the fool who you who had a fight with you? You gonna say he liked you? We do say believe women. And so it and like we've got a lady detective questioning an 18-year-old from a foreign country. And (laughs) but like the detective, I think, does a good job pushing her. I didn't think she was gonna last another 10 minutes. Why is that? She had a bit too much to drink, detective. I think the break sort of stressed her a lot. Truth is, I was scared for her. And how was that? Jack had completely lost the plot. And she gives a weird answer at one point because then there's a male detective who's just sitting in the room listening and he's (laughs) like, this bitch is crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. But she lets Chloe go, right? Yeah. And so you're like, okay. Like I was really hoping something was going to happen because the whole time Chloe's talking, she's looking at her very like, um. I don't buy it. But Chloe does say that she has an alibi from that night and it's one of those hot boys. You said in your initial statement that you weren't home at the time of Jack's death. Where were you? Miss Miller? Please, don't tell Samantha. Oh, I won't tell Samantha. Where were you? Well, Blake had called it an early night, but I didn't want to. So I met back up with Shane. You can ask him. But then what happens? The detective goes into a room, a holding room, where Blake and Samantha are sitting, Mm -hmm. and she presents phone records that show 
Blake was the last person to text Jack. Yeah. And that she told him to meet her. Yep. So now Blake is the number one suspect. Okay, Megan, Megan, this is serious. Okay. This is serious. Okay. All right. We have to take a break. Yeah. We have to take a break because the idea that Blake will now go down wrongfully for this got very yeah, stressful for yeah. me. I got to take my sweater off. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Okay, we're back. Yes, and then Blake pulls a classic housewife's move and says, I didn't send that message. What? No, 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 I didn't send that. These text exchanges were pulled from his phone records. That is your number, is it not? Well, yeah, but wait. No, that's not necessary. But I did not send that message. And it's like, okay. And this is when a housewife goes, I don't do my tweets. I don't tweet for myself. I I pay someone to hire my tweets. (laughs) Oh my God, And the detective is somewhat sort of like, Sympathetic. I feel like she thinks. No, she's like thinking Blake did it from the jump. I feel like she thinks Blake is a good girl. No. Well, we're going to see because she gets to a point where she is not. She's like. Because if you're the last person to text the deceased saying meet me and then he dies on your property. Yeah. It's like, yeah. I was like, I get it, detective. Well, and also (laughs) Chloe said that she was drunk. Like said Blake was drunk. And and Blake's like. Well, Blake was like, I "I can't remember." remember. Yeah. Yeah. But later that night, while Chloe is hooking up with Shane, the hot guy, you know, yep, (laughs) to get him to commit perjury. And like Shane is the guy you would ask to commit perjury. Yeah, they're making out in his car. And she's like, (laughs) I can't even. (laughs) So I can count on you with the police, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then she and zips like, her dress oh. back up. It's like, no, I know. that's a zip the dress down moment. <laughs> well, she's. I think she's finished it, you know? I know, but... And this is like the vibe. Yeah. But I know what you mean. But you know what I mean. I know what you mean, you know but what she mean? was like... She's like... Is it? Is it? And it is the outfit she wore to what I called a party, which wasn't a memorial service. It's like, <laughs> damn, you go from day to night, really. Absolutely, absolutely. But while that's all happening, Blake and her mom are talking and they're finally starting to get it. You know what I'm saying? They finally like, um, I don't know. And listen to them chatting just as Chloe's coming into the house. None of this was her fault though, right? All I know is my main concern is your happiness. So if that means Chloe's gotta go, so be it. Woo, honey, you know Chloe had her ear to the door listening to all of this, okay? Ear to the door. And then Chloe's response is to go to her room and write a letter to Samantha. An email. An email, thank you. Thank you. 
from her parents telling Samantha that it's Chloe's birthday and suggesting they celebrate. Mm-hmm. Now, immediately, and then we see Samantha reading her email, email well, reading the computer, so you assume she's reading this email. But my thing is, Samantha, you got to think it through, okay? If this takes place in California, which we assume, right? Chloe's parents are in England. That's an eight-hour time diff, mm-hmm. okay? So if it's so that means it's 10 p.m. 6 a.m. They're writing at 6 a.m. I just don't know. I, think I say think, I don't know. I say think it through, sis. I'm like, okay, you writing me at 6 a.m. This don't make no sense. I haven't heard from you yeah, since I, your daughter <laughs> moved here. never corresponded. We've never communicated. And so it's like, okay, you know, Samantha's going to go with it. Chloe that night has a dream about uh, that horrible man, Chadwick, beating her mother when she was a little girl. Yeah. So again, we're getting pieces of Chloe's backstory. So that's the trauma. So when you said that's the trauma, when you said baggage, we meant suitcases to come to America, but then also seeing her mom get murdered. Double baggage. Yeah. Exactly. And the next morning, Chloe comes down for breakfast. And when Samantha wishes her happy birthday, she lays it on real thick. Listen to this. I don't really have the same relationship with my parents as you and Blake have. Let's just say this exchange program was their idea. Perfect way to get rid of me for the year. Just being here makes it the best birthday ever. Can we throw her a party, Mom? Of course. All, all right, then. Oh Just gosh. being here makes it the best birthday ever. And she throws her uh. made-up parents under the bus. And it's like, <laughs> no. they can't be that bad. They email to remind, like, bad parents don't know it's your birthday. <laughs> you know? Good parents email to be like, can you do something special? <laughs> but... What's crazy to me is like, also at this moment, we see Blake is back on the horse. Yeah. She's over her BF's death, okay? She's ready to go back to school. She wants Chloe to stay. You know what I mean? Like, Chloe's really, she heard that conversation and was like, nope, nope, I gotta shut this down. And so she did whatever she needed to do to get Blake back at her side. Yeah. Um, And they even have a party for her yeah, where they, Chloe- A little impromptu <laughs> party. I love how everyone was available. Um, and as she's like about to blow out her candle, she says her birthday wish is to be here with all of you forever. Weird. Is that my British accent? It's terrible. No, that was the point really is good. that is insane. Okay. I was like, what? And then and then she immediately tries to turn Blake against Scott, who's now basically mom's new boyfriend. Don't you think he's being a little too perfect? He's been nothing but nice to us. Not every guy is the bad guy, Chloe. Look what happened with Jack. Your heart is broken over that. Chloe is watching Samantha and Scott sort of say goodnight. And as she watches that, she takes off her underwear. And I'm thinking, girl, why do you have to take your underwear off? And then we see her put her underwear in a coat that's hanging on a coat rack. Like, put it in the pocket. And then Scott comes to get that exact jacket. And she's like, Scott, can we take a picture for my birthday? Oh no, my <laughs> phone is dead. Can we use your phone? And he's like, okay. Um, because like <laughs> at this point, Samantha and Scott are like, I mean, a lot of weird things have been happening since Chloe got here. Right. So Well, they've been through a lot together, right? Like one day and then a kid's funeral and now he's gonna be her attorney. Yes. I mean, there's a lot happening. So she goes into a back room and takes a sexy photo of herself on Scott's phone. Then she comes back. They take their little selfie together. She pretends she's sending it to herself. And then she deletes the sexy photo. 
which I don't understand how that all like. So she I was think doing she some real quick phone it. work. Yeah. If if she if she deletes the photo, then there's no proof he had the photo. But as we see later, there was. Well, there you go. Yes. There you go. So now she's framing Scott to be, I guess, not a pedophile because she. Yes, a pedophile. Well, she just turned 18. I'll still say pedophile. Yeah. It's, I mean, a predator. Predatory. Predator. Yeah. You know? And she comes in quick because basically Blake and Chloe come home from cheerleading practice and Samantha seems to be in a good mood. And then listen to Chloe tell her all about Scott. Scott has been. Pursuing me, making advances. Oh, I, I think that's a mistake, Harry. No, no, no. He was very clear and very explicit. At first, it was just words, and then he made me take a photo. Whew. And Samantha's not buying it. At first, you know, like she's like, no, I think that's like a miscommunication. Like she did it, and then she starts to kind of give evidence, and then we see Samantha's car pull into Scott's yes. driveway, and at that point, you're like, uh oh, she believes it. She goes yeah. into his house. She finds the panties. I know yep. a lot of people don't like that word. She finds the underpants in the jacket, <laughs> and then yep. she's like, "Give me your phone." And in his deleted photos is the Uh sexy photo. There it is. In the deleted, I see. That's how she gets you. I wanted so badly not to believe her. Samantha, I have no idea how those got there. To think I'd let you near my child. Just wait a second. Sam, just wait. Get away from me. Sam, please. Samantha's driving off and I'm like, oh my God, this girl is going through it. And just as that, as, that's as she's dealing with this, right? Just as she is grappling with the fact that the first man she decided to date since her husband's death is a predator. But hot and a lawyer, so it's like a tough loss. But then the detective calls and is like, bring Blake in for questioning because Jack's death doesn't look like a suicide anymore. So it is like... Samantha cannot catch a break, honey. This is coming at her. Chloe is moving fast. Yeah. And then later, Blake, again, Blake had just said, like, we should let her stay. But then Blake is in the bathroom and she notices some of her prescription pills are missing. And listen to this. I don't want you here anymore. What? I thought I was your best friend. I don't know what you are. We should go talk to my mom. And tell her what? That it's best for you to go home. No. Okay. Now, Chloe lets go of her. She doesn't murder her, very surprisingly. I was very satisfied to see Blake finally, like, get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a a bad strategy on Chloe's standpoint, though, because it's like, if Blake's against you, you're out. You know? Like, Samantha's not going to keep... Like, I know you want Samantha to be your mommy, but, like, Blake is the key to that. Exactly, exactly. Blake sneaks into her mom's room and, like, tells her what she's thinking about Chloe. But, of course, Chloe is listening again. Mom, I think Chloe is really unstable. What do you mean? I don't know. My sleeping pills are missing, and I feel like I was drugged. I'm like, y'all got to start writing down notes or something. Learn some ASL. Because Chloe's always listening. Chloe's always got her ear to the drawer. Maybe the cops have Blake's phone at this point. Who knows? I don't know. But I'm like, I would be talking, like, read my lips, okay? Because Chloe is here. But then the next morning when they go to tell Chloe the news that, you know, they would like her stay to end. 
Uh, Chloe kind of like breezes out the door. She's like, busy, gotta take a test. And then Samantha is sending, she's writing the email to Chloe's parents. But when she hits send, Chloe's laptop pings. Upstairs. Like, you've got a new email, that kind of ping. Yes. And so she like does it again to see, and it's pinging again. And just as she's about to go to Chloe's laptop, Chloe runs back in and it's like, silly me, forgot my laptop. And at first of all, I was like, I don't remember taking my laptop to high school. But also, so clever, so clever. Mm-hmm. So, but again, Samantha's now getting yeah, it. Yeah, because she's like, like now, now she's like, I think there's something more devious at play. Yes, exactly. And then Samantha goes to visit Jack's mom and finally sees the light. Tenny, I needed this. Listen to this conversation between mothers. I stopped him that night before he went to see Blake. <laughs> he said Chloe was a fraud. He was Adam. I was an honest kid. I know. Did he find out? Finally, finally. And I'm, yes. I'm glad that they that the bridge wasn't burned between them. Me too. Because I Me thought once she threw him out of her son's memorial service, it's tough to come back from that. Um, but they were able right. to, and I think that's a you know they both lost children. I think it's a a nice friendship. I'd love to see yes. a sequel yes. just about them. Um, yeah. Know, doing things very Nancy Myers. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Now, Samantha goes to the school. Now, we love this yep. when a parent is we like, I'm going to school. I know that's not allowed. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to the damn school. So she goes and um, she finds Shane. The police want to question Blake about Jack's murder. Murder? That's intense. It is intense. You know what else is intense? Lying to the police. It's a felony. Look, I'm, I'm late for chemistry. And if you are charged with a felony, Shane, you will lose that baseball scholarship next year to state. And then Samantha's like, let me get my daughter. So she goes up to like the administrator's office and is like, where's Blake? Looks like Blake has been absent from all three classes. That's impossible. Can you try Chloe Miller? She hasn't shown up either. Oh, boy. Okay. Okay. So now Samantha's freaking out. Okay. So Samantha calls my favorite part. Yes. Samantha calls the Foreign Exchange Student Agency, F E S A. And a regular woman answers the phone. And <laughs> Samantha's like, Hello, I am Samantha. I have Chloe Miller from Canterbury, England, and I need to get this bitch out of here, basically. And right. the F E S.A. woman is like, we don't have your name in the system. We do not have Chloe Miller in the system. And then she's right. like, who did you talk to? Who did she say the name was? Tina? Savannah. Savannah. She talked to someone named Savannah who was Southern. With a Southern accent. And then she was like, well, when Savannah came to your house for the home visit. Now, did you confirm your information with Savannah at your home during the screening process? No, no. because she, she, never, she never visited my home. Well, that's impossible. It's mandatory for final approval. It sounds like she isn't who she says she is. Okay. Literally, the woman at the exchange agency heard 5% of what's going on. It was like, nah, no, nope, that don't check out. She's smarter than everybody in this whole movie. She was like, mm-mm, mm-mm. She's like, you think Somebody... they just send a girl to your house without coming to look at the house? <laughs> or meet you in any way, shape, Yeah, and Samantha's like, hmm, shoot, I hadn't thought about that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so then Samantha goes to the detective. But see, this is what I mean. The detective was not believing her. She basically yeah. thinks she's just trying to protect Blake and pin it on Chloe. Well, because that's what the evidence says, you know. And at this point... Yeah, but Chloe is a full, random, international stranger. With and an the alibi. Fact that the de- With an alibi. 
her alibi I was making out with somebody. Shane, Shane. right. Girl, I, I wouldn't trust Shane as far as I could throw him. Okay? No, you're right. You're right. So then we see Chloe is driving and Blake is in the passenger seat and she is passed out. So she's obviously yeah. been drugged again. Yep. And Chloe is driving up to the family cabin, which is like, they talk about this place as like the last place that they have all their best memories. Um, it's definitely like a special place. And as Chloe pulls up, we see her take a gun out of the glove compartment before going to talk to the groundskeeper who says no one has been here since the tragedy. Mm. And... This is when Chloe puts on her southern accent. Well, they gave me a key, but we didn't get a chance to notify you. I was just going to clean up a little bit. Well, well, that's sweet. Oh, she was the one playing Savannah, the the fake foreign exchange woman. Exactly. And then, just listen to this. I was also going to relax, do some fishing by the lake. Uh Is it busy around here right now? No, not now. You'll have the whole area to yourself. Well, thanks, sugar. That sounds wonderful. Uh It's out of control. It's out of control. These accents. <sighs> Chloe Rose Savannah. We have three identities. Yeah. Okay. She's got three identities. I'm very like, orphan is this black. split? Very orphan black. Very orphan black. Very James McAvoy split. What is happening? But then when Chloe slash Rose slash Savannah goes back to the car, Blake is gone. Yes. She's basically, you know, she's gotten out of the car. She's still out of it. The door is like open. Stumbling. <laughs> yeah, we yeah, see she's her stumbling in the, woods. in the woods. And it's daytime. Like, it's not nighttime. Yeah. It's like broad daylight. And she is running aimlessly, kind of like how they run in Not Another Teen Movie. You know, where they're just like, <laughs> like back and forth. But she is drugged. You know, that is her defense. Right. She's not just running crazy. Right. And while that, so, and then meanwhile, Samantha goes to the cafe and she finds out that Chloe took everything in the safe, including the gun. Yes. But, and luckily the detective has gotten on it real quick. Okay. Like, even though the detective was being like, "Mm, I don't buy it. She really quickly was like, well, we found the mallet. We ran the prints. We (laughs) found out that uh, Chloe is really Rose Cooney. She killed a man named Chadwick. Like it was all, you know, it's all happening. And And then Scott is the one giving this info to Samantha. Samantha has been like, I'm sorry. I knew you did not have sex with this Dean. And I know exactly. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. And she's a murderer. Okay. I tried to tell you. And then Chloe catches up with Blake because one is drugged and one is not. So it's not really a fair track me. Then Samantha's basically like on her way to find Chloe and Blake. She knows they've gone to this house, right? Because she knows the keys are missing and this kind of thing. Yeah, Exactly. So um, basically Chloe has Blake's phone and she's about to text a suicide note from Blake to Samantha. She got to stop with these texted notes, okay? You can only use that trick once. Exactly. You can't just keep telling. That's not how that happens. She's already on to you. You know, like she's (laughs) driving up here. She knows that. And wait, like, so she's missing. You're missing. And she's committing. Where are you then? It's exactly. Yeah, exactly. Chloe's a one trick pony. (laughs) One trick, many accents. (laughs) But luckily, Samantha arrives before Chloe can kill Blake. Stop it. Oh, Samantha, how did you find us? It's all over, Rose. When Samantha calls her Rose, you know, like Chloe realizes, okay, I done got got. And then she just unloads the whole story about being an orphan and how everything has been so terrible and unfair. Do you know what the hardest part about being in an orphanage is? (laughs) I don't. It's not the fact that you don't have a real family or a real home. It's the fact that every day you're there, you're reminded that it's 
because you're not wanted. But unlike all those other rejects in there, I was wanted. My mother did want me. She did love me. And he took her from me. Chloe, it's too late. You're literally standing over the woman's daughter about to kill her. But it is You sad. don't get any sympathy. But, it, but, but she doesn't get any sympathy. No, of course not. You've done too much. But I think if a... Uh, I'm also wondering, and <laughs> far be it for me to say an American citizen about mental health in other countries, but it's like, did no one help this young girl who saw her mother murdered? It's obvious you and I can only be together if she's not in the picture. So then Samantha begins to comfort Chloe. What? And then she tells her, like, that they should get her help. Mm-hmm. Listen to this. No, I'm not your mother. I never can be. Yes, 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 you can. No, you just. You need some help. And you will be there. Listen to me. I will be there for you every step of the way. Please, please. We just need to get out of here. Please. Together. Okay? All three of us. And then, okay, Chloe pulls out the gun and tells Samantha, don't make me do this. And it's like, no one's making you do anything, you cray. <laughs> and Samantha plays the situation perfectly. Listen to how she do. You're gonna shoot your mother, Rose. <laughs> okay, this causes Chloe to drop to the ground and start crying, which then gives Samantha the time to grab Chloe and put a rag with chloroform over her mouth. Hello? Wow. So she can save Blake. Yeah. And so basically it's like Chloe being knocked out. You're like, okay, fine, it's over. And then we cut to eight months later. We're at Blake's graduation. She's graduated high uh, high school. She's going to go to- We don't know. College, yeah. right? Which I thought, no, she's going to go to college, but I think it's like, I'm like, considering everything you went through, I would have like stayed at home. Yeah. But, do you know what I mean? I would have been like, I'm doing a gap But they year. do a dance going. Been a lot. College, girl. Um, <laughs> yeah, I would definitely, but like think, you you think she wants to do a gap year and go abroad? <clears throat> no. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't even need okay, a passport. Right. I'm staying stateside. You're, right. you're right. You're right. You're right. Very smart. Very smart. But then at the graduation party, Scott takes a moment. Okay. He takes the moment in the party to propose to Samantha. He said he got permission. He said he got permission. Samantha, what do you say? Would you consider spending the rest of your life with me? Scott. Like, I never believed I could be this happy. But I was like, you're really stealing thunder. Yeah. You know, I felt like I was like, okay, this really should be about Blake, but whatever. Now, that, you know, is, I guess, tender. And we're sort of feeling like, oh, good, things worked out for them. But we get one last bit, all right? We cut to Rose in prison, meeting with a therapist. Who's a woman. And she asks... Just have one other silly request. Hmm. Do you mind if I call you mom? It begins again. Yeah, but that's good. That's good. The therapist at least can get to the bottom of what's going on then. You know, she's <laughs> writing down mommy issues in all caps. Right, right. But, you know, I, I look, the movie ended and I'm very glad that Chloe's in p- prison and getting some therapy, which is what she needs. Mm-hmm. Rose, Chloe, same diff. But I'm going to say this. Has Ruth been <laughs> right. avenged? Ruth, the reporter, okay? No one mentions her again in all this. Do we think Chloe was even convicted for her murder? Like, where where is Ruth's vigil? Where is, you know, her cover story in her own paper? 
Okay. I was very upset that I felt like Ruth did not get what she deserved. The justice. She no, deserved. but you know who did get a whole new friend group is the female detective. Cause she is also at the graduation <laughs> party. Like this detective is like, can't turn down an invitation. You know, she's like, she's a like, funeral I have, graduation. I be solved. I need a little sandwich. And so I'm <laughs> saying yes. <laughs> I bet she shows up to these parties with Tupperware. She's like, I'll just yeah. take a couple of couple of San Mies and dips. And she's <laughs> taking some to-go favors. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my Another God. Another fun one. It's a really fun one, but you know what's going to be even more fun? We get to talk to the star of the film herself, who's also the co-writer and producer, Lindsay Hartley. She is going to grace us with her presence, and I simply cannot wait. Ooh. 
Um, and you know, I think you just have to work super hard and yeah. you have to really love what you do. And I do love, I love the, I love this thriller genre. I think in a lot of ways it is very similar to soap operas, mm-hmm. you know, cause everything's very high yes. stakes, yeah. you know, and dramatic and the, and the crazier, the story, even though they still want it grounded in reality, <laughs> of course, people aren't like stabbing people and like, you know, yeah. getting away with it. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, at least we hope not. Yeah, um, we hope. Geez, yes. But uh, so I started with Nightmare Nurse and then from there it kind of took off. When you set out to write Deadly Exchange, were you yeah. picturing yourself as Samantha? Like, are you writing a Lindsay Hartley joint or are you like, I'll be <laughs> in it. I don't need to be in it, but like, I'll be in it. I no, I didn't write with the intention that I would play the main girl. I, mm-hmm. um, I, they asked if I wanted to, to do it. And I was oh. like, well, that would be the most amazing thing to right. write your first movie and be in it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. And so, we, yeah. <laughs> did you also write, did I see it right in the credits of the actor who played Scott also? He was also, co-write? Yes. yes, he co-wrote. We, yeah, we did quite a few, I think like maybe five or six together we wrote okay yeah. so were you guys friends he's or was like you met on set <laughs> he's, he's he's also an actor too yeah. that's been in a right. bunch of these as well wow. so and i think he's he's still writing and doing really well so i'm happy for him and was then it, i branched off um now with the girl who played chloe is she british in real life yeah she yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. then okay. she just did Val. an amazing southern accent and <laughs> yeah she's just very talented and beautiful yeah. and sweet such a sweetheart oh, oh that's good to know because i was really buying her evil act yeah i was yeah. like oh my god she pushed this boy into the pool <laughs> in front of everyone i was so embarrassed for him i know and he's, <laughs> he's actually english too <gasps> Really? Yeah. I thought yeah. when I saw his name, I was like, it looks, that looks English. Like his name <laughs> yeah. looked British, name where I was like, is he, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. like yeah. British-y, yeah. where I was like, you're not one of us. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> also, uh, Megan calls him Emo emo Bieber. Mm-hmm. He's oh. giving us an Emo Bieber He's Bieber super energy. cute, right? Yeah. You know, Megan and I have been from episode one, we're talking about like how we get our own lifetime movie. And so- <laughs> Right now, and honestly, now knowing that you have, you know, written so many, Megan, I think that we need to bring Lindsay some ideas, okay? okay yeah. Lindsay, tell me what you think, okay? I'm going to pitch this to you, okay? Okay. Megan and I, we play BFFs and realtors. We have a company together. Okay. And we're really trying to get it off the ground. We haven't sold a house in a while. Megan's marriage is on thin ice. My husband. Okay? Yeah. Because, yeah. He's like, he's like, I make the money, you do your little real estate. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> and then we go, we're about to go, we go into a house, we're getting ready for an open house. We find a dead body. Okay. Are you in? I'm in. So, All right. Okay. And so then the question is like, who's leaving these bodies at our open houses? Yeah. Is it someone trying to bring down our business? Is it someone trying to, who just is like taking advantage of an empty house right. to do a murder? The point is we've got to get to the bottom of it or else we will never work again. Mm-hmm. So this is more like an investigative yes. thriller. Yes. That's, that's what we're thinking. The yes. vibe, like we kind of come together. And, and, and you know, of course, think, the police don't help. No, the which police is very do lifetime. not help. And, okay. and I think over the course of it, we become the targets too, you know, because yeah. we're starting to get very close to ah, the murderer. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, that's so, good. you know, the lockboxes yeah. are open, open house signs, <laughs> lots of real estate fun. I love it. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think, it, well, it'll also like set up a pretty film as well. Yes. You, can well do, you know what I mean? Different Lifetime types. kitchens. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. We need the gorgeous kitchens with beautiful marble islands. The nice houses. Yeah. Yeah. Now, okay. Now, now, talking directing, though, and one of the things I noticed, uh, we had an episode on where we talked to a producer, a former producer of Lifetime movies. Uh, The breakneck pace at which you shoot these movies. Yeah. Right? Like, you're doing these movies in like three weeks or something, or like 21 days, you know, whatever the work days are, where it's like. Or 12 days. Yeah. It's usually 12 to 15 now. It used to be more like 18. And now it's kind of keeps getting like tightened. Yeah. So you guys, like as a director, I mean, obviously this is what you've been directing. So you only know how to like get in there and make a movie really quickly. How do you approach it? I mean, obviously, how do you make sure everyone's doing their best, but also we got to go. We got to be done. Yeah. You got to crack the whip. Honestly, <laughs> you do. You got to crack the whip and have a like, and it's, it's like a roller coaster, really. Like you, you, it's, but it's like, you're climbing up ready for that ride, like the whole time until <laughs> like the, until the last day when it's like, whew, Oof. you know, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is. You're dealing with a lot of different departments that everybody has to get in there and work super quick. But the reason why I like it so much is because I get to communicate with everybody, mm. you know, mm-hmm. and everybody is working really hard to, to put, it out there. And I really love that camaraderie and that mm-hmm. connection and that communication. And mm-hmm. as an actor, you only really work with the director and then the other actors, mm-hmm. but you know, and as a writer, you're in your room a lot, you know, you're on the computer. Yeah. No one wants to see you. <laughs> <laughs> you're like hibernating, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> which is another amazing experience. Mm-hmm. But, but being out on set, it's like, it's, it's very stressful though. It's definitely stressful, yeah. but, but fun, yeah. like fun yeah. stress. Yeah. I love it. You got it. to take a break. You need a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I do need a vacation. Yes, you do. I, I do. You do. I do need a vacation i just I, I keep getting lucky to work though i'm like yeah. okay <laughs> um, and then I've, yes and then i have my princess too who's my everything so who's gonna be home at yeah 3 30 because she's drives herself <laughs> wait you, you have, have a it? child who drives <laughs> what yeah i have a 17 year old what? what oh my god <laughs> Oh when my god. Princess, I was imagining like three years old. <laughs> I wish. That's my favorite. Age, I was by even going to say, like, it was a stretch for you to be a mother <laughs> of a teen in this film. <laughs> oh my, oh gosh. my yeah. gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, Lindsay, thank you so much. We would love to keep watching you and have you back. Thank you. And yes. I would love to come back. Lifetime Christmas. I see you in a hat. I see you with a mug of cocoa. I think you've got. <laughs> I'm ready. You've got Vermont can, on you. But we oh, can do the, thr- the thriller. Another yes. thriller beat with the poison, the hot chocolate with the marshmallows. There you go. Oh, That's, wow. Sign up gonna, the marshmallows. We're just yes. going to yes. kill them all. Let's do yes, it, girls. Heidi. Okay. Okay. Done and done. We heard this is a legally binding podcast. <laughs> Thank you so much, Lindsay. Thanks, guys. Okay, Megan. Megan, is is she iconic or is she iconic? I feel like we made a friend too, you know? I hope she wants I hope she wants to be. I hope I'm not over. Now I well, feel like look, Chloe. We, now I know why Chloe was like <laughs> laying her damn head on I know. Her I, we'll start a spoon train. We'll do definitely have a spoon train with her. That feels very right to me. Because I'm like, I now see why you would be attached to her. Because yeah. I feel like we only talked about the movie a little bit and mostly we were just like, tell me everything. How are you everything? What are you using to deep condition? I can't. Because I agreed with you. I was like, I was like, no way. I was like, they're really stretching it when they have like, you know, yeah. a, a 30-year-old be a mom of a 17-year-old. And she's like, 
my teenager. Ugh. I, I, w- I want to know everything. I want more, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I know. I think we'll do like a special like Lindsay Hartley series. We have to. And then we'll have her back. Yeah. And for like six weeks in a row. And, and then, then we we'll- can do trivia. Ask her Lindsay Hartley trivia questions and see if she just yeah. works so much. She'll probably be like, what was my I don't remember. 18th film? <laughs> oh, amazing. Oh, oh. oh, great. Oh, my gosh. I am so excited because... Halloween really is the time to be watching the spooky, spooky films. Like that's when it feels right. And we have one next week for you guys. It is called Under the Bed. The movie follows a young woman who is trying to get over a recent romantic breakup. Been there. While unbeknownst to her, an obsessed stalker befriends her on social media and takes up residence in her home. Takes up residence in her home. Okay, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Okay, this one is a doozy. And you can watch it on Amazon Prime Video, which I do recommend. I simply cannot wait. A monster under the bed. Spooky. All right, you guys. We'll see you next week. Bye. I love a Lifetime movie. If you love Lifetime movies as much as we do, tune into Lifetime and LMN to watch all the new and classic movies that we can't get enough of. Check your local listings to find out what's airing on Lifetime and LMN because it just might be the movie we talk about next. This podcast would not be possible if it was just Naomi and me, for sure. Absolutely not. (laughs) I Love a Lifetime Movie is produced by Julie Magruder with Chris Boniello as editor and sound mixer. Executive produced by Jesse Katz and Ted Butler with original music by Blake Maples and hosted by Naomi and Megan. Us! Us! I mean, you you should know that by now. If you've gotten to this point, you should know that we're the host, okay? <laughs> I, it feels like we don't even need to say it, but we'll put ourselves in the credits. 